What's going on guys, it's Jamie. Thank you very much for joining me in this episode. I'm going to be talking about something that I see rather prevalent in the affiliate marketing space. And I think if you find yourself resonating with these words, I've got something that's going to help you cure your woes, don't stress. So what am I talking about exactly? It is the balancing act that you need to go through between putting out value and not giving away the farm. There's a, a bit of a trick to it. So I'm gonna discuss that and uh, talk about why this come about, why I think it's an important topic for you guys to understand. I'll catch you guys right after this. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Jamie Gardner. If this is the first time here, I'd like to say a very warm welcome to you. I'm a full-time affiliate marketer. I'm also a coach for a program. We've got well over 650 students absolutely crushing it with their affiliate marketing business. We talk about the fundamentals of sales, of marketing, of offer creation, all that stuff that is steeped in human psychology. So it's going to change over the next couple of years. It's not a fad or a system or a hack. So if you're interested in learning more about that, feel free to hit the subscribe button. I'm going to be putting out a lot more value on this particular podcast. Feel free to click the link below this video as well. Alternatively, head over to jgcall.com while it's fresh in your mind. If you'd like to see the free case study of how you can start making five, 10, even as much as $20,000 in high ticket affiliate commissions over the next 60 days. There's also a link there if you'd like to lock in the time to chat with myself and talk about what your goals are and how I can serve you and help you in your business. Right, with all that out of the way, what are we talking about today? I forget, kidding. Uh, basically what we're talking about is the balancing act that you need to go through in order to put out value to your audience versus when are you over-serving that value? Now this came about because I hosted a coaching call this morning and uh, this was actually raised as one of the questions from the students. I thought it's a really good talking point. So I'm gonna give you a bit of an example. This is from uh, Frank Kern. And uh, old Frankie boy was, uh, used to run a consultancy. I'm, I'm assuming he probably still has his uh, fingers in these types of pies these days as well. But back in those days, what he was effectively doing was uh, he was consulting for businesses where he would take, for example, their email list and their buyers list and, uh, certain marketing things that they were doing or perhaps not doing and help them improve, which meant that there were lower costs and higher revenue from their businesses. So that was kind of what he's doing, very loosely, of course. Now, what transpired was his entire sales pitch was to get people on the call, but it's not in the sales process you might think. His sales process was basically jump on a call with me if you fit the following criteria. And of course, he'd have an application process and there was only certain businesses that he could work with. And if at the end of the call, you feel like I've wasted your time, I will give you 1500 bucks. That was his, his thing to get people on a call. So of course, he had a pretty high rate of, of response in terms of the uh, businesses that he'd jump on a call. And the cool thing about the way that he did this, by the way, was he would literally leave no stone unturned. And, and again, this is... Um, you know, something that I've, I've heard, I haven't experienced this myself firsthand, just understand that I'm uh, relaying a story. So he would leave no stone unturned. He would talk uh, about what he could potentially do. And it might be as simple as, hey, you know, you got 12,000 buyers sitting there. Have you actually sent any emails to them to follow up? 
Uh, have you made any other offers? Are there any sales coming up that you'd like to market to, et cetera, et cetera. And so he'd go through this process and explain exactly what he would do from his perspective, based on the information that he'd been provided in order to generate more revenue for their business. And so of course, most of them don't want to get involved in the technology and they don't want to get involved in the marketing aspect. And so at the end of it, he quite simply just say, so look, if you'd like some help, my uh, company specializes in this, I'm happy to help you implement that if you like. And that was about as hardcore as a sales pitch went. And of course, his close rate was immensely high and they're paying what I gathered was quite a substantial investment in order for him to and his team to work on their business, right? So that's one example. And the reason why I wanted to lay that out there is because I think it's important to understand that you can literally give the farm away when it comes to delivering value, you literally can, especially if you've got that in mind where your business is a B2B, a business to business type service where of course you can help someone implement. So that is one example. In the context of say affiliate marketing through organic marketing, where this is what I do full time, by the way, uh, it's a little bit different because what happens is if you give too much value away, what you are effectively doing is lowering the value of your own brand, lowering the value of your own brand. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of the time people experience information overwhelm. They don't value the content. They don't value the value, so to speak, which is a strange way of looking at it, I must admit. And the example that was given on this particular coaching call was this person, he had, let, let's say for argument's sake, he had around about 20 bullet points that he thought were like life-changing stuff, like amazing information that if this person actually implemented and absorbed what he was telling them, would probably make a substantial income. They probably increase their revenue, probably decrease their costs, you know, all that stuff, right? Create more efficiencies in their business, et cetera. This is something that had taken them well over a year of studying marketing to the nth degree to learn. And so he realized when he was in the midst of this call that when he was talking to this particular person, he realized that after about the third sort of bullet point that he mentally had written out that he wanted to go through, that that person had already absorbed as much value as they needed. They'd already taken that value. And so he, and he realizes after the fact. And so when he was reviewing how that entire process went, he felt somewhat drained because he'd gone through these 20 other things or whatever it was. And he realized that he had just given so much away, so much away. And for nothing, the, the person didn't value that information because what had effectively happened is in that dynamic, he had devalued himself because he had over-delivered on the value. And I know that sounds like a very bizarre thing to, um, to say and a very bizarre thing for perhaps people to absorb. Uh, but it comes back to this thing, and, and this is something, and you can quote me on this as well. Feel free to write this one down. It's quite powerful. But in terms of the value that you're offering to people, you want to give... Uh, sorry, give the what and sell the how. Okay, so you want, to, you want to explain the what and sell the how. So what that basically means is uh, if you are giving away value and uh, you're trying to explain how something works or, or what exactly something is, that, that there is something that uh, you can explain the what. And, and to give you 
some context and apologies folks who's got somewhat distracted by a phone call <laughs> ill-timed phone call i might add anyway roll with the punches we're recording live so um the, the problem is, though, is that if you're giving away the how to do stuff, then you're decreasing your value in your own brand because people will lose the uh, credibility of that information. Not necessarily because it's you know in front of a paywall or anything like that. It doesn't you know just because someone hasn't transacted doesn't mean that they won't value the information. Although that usually does mean someone will value the information a lot more if they have transacted, of course. But what I'm talking about is to give you an example. The core components of my business are organic Facebook marketing. I do a lot of stuff on podcasts and I've got a YouTube channel and uh, do some stuff on Twitter and, you know, every other traffic platform out there to, to be fair. But the reality is the bulk of what I do is based on Facebook organic marketing. And so if I'm explaining to people what I do, then it's actually really, really simple. I put out content that resonates with my ideal customer base. I reach out to them and engage in conversation and start building my relationships with them. I take them through somewhat of a diagnostic process to see if I can actually assist them with anything. And I build an audience. So I've just explained to you my entire business process. That's exactly what I do. I've got an audience. I put out content that markets stuff to them. I make offers to them basically, right? Not exactly complex at all. That is the what I've just explained the what. Now, if you want me to go into the how, Imagine how long that takes. That is, that is a lot of moving parts. Content in itself. How do you create content that resonates with your perfect customer avatar, that resonates with your ideal audience, that helps them solve problems, that gets them results in advance, that displays a little bit of your lifestyle, that proves your credibility to your audience? How do you adjust the tonality? and the pauses that you use in your language patterns to make people feel a certain way. That is not something that you can easily explain the what. That's, that's the how, and that is what it tends to get sold because it's a lot more complex. There's a lot more to it than just going, oh, yeah, let's put out content. You know, put out a couple of quotes, see what happens. Mm -hmm. You'll make a ton of cash. Just put out, put out quotes, you'll be fine. Quotes aren't cash, by the way. It's something that I, I think I coined that term. I'm not too sure. I haven't heard anyone else speak of that. But you need to understand where I'm coming from. Sure, explain what it, exactly it is. And that's, that there is the value because you're giving that value away. And if you want to go into the how with some aspects, yeah, absolutely. But be mindful that your audience is probably going to get glazed eyes and they're probably because they haven't transacted. They don't, they don't see the information as credible enough, especially if it's free information. And they won't take it as seriously as they probably should um than if they have paid for that information because they're going to take it way more seriously if they've had to pull out the credit card in order to do so powerful stuff so the other thing to to bear in mind and, and off the back of that topic that was discussed on this coaching call is and it's something that i've i'm fallen victim to myself i'm not saying i'm immune to it it is something that i've actually had to learn through experience and threw a few metaphorical slaps in the face from my lovely wife, but that's a story for another time. The other thing to bear in mind is that when you believe that you're providing value, what you tend to project is an attitude that, that inaccurately reflects your expectations on the other person. 
And I'll give you a very interesting case in point. I, I got stuck on a call one time where basically this person chewed my ear ears off and it was around about three hours and it was on a Saturday. And so I've always been really frustrated at that situation. And initially I was very frustrated at the fact that this person had taken my time. What I was more frustrated at was the fact that I delivered so much value and I got nothing from it. They wasted my time. I allowed them to drain my time and my energy. That's not on them. That's on me. But that's a, a very prime example right there of me projecting what my beliefs were. My beliefs, because I was projecting, hey, you've given this guy so much value. Surely, surely you should get his credit card out and start just transact. I shouldn't even need to sell anything at this point, which is a very unfair assumption to make, right? And I learned that the hard way. And so it still pisses me off when I think about it now. Not because I'm angry at that dude, although I, I still find myself, I'm not immune to getting frustrated at other humans. But the reality is I'm more pissed off at myself because that was on me to control that situation. And I made the conscious choice to deliver a ton of value to this person. And I made the conscious choice not to cut the conversation short or control my time. And that's on me. And that's why I'm frustrated. But if you find yourself in that situation, and because of so many of us are out there and we get told, hey, just provide value, just keep providing value, but it doesn't work like that. Your audience doesn't give a shit about that. They're not going to just magically get their credit card out and start buying something just because you have been providing value. You need to have something that they want. And the way that you're able to do that is by the results that either you have or your students have or that you're able to manufacture in some way. And I, I say that I don't mean in a disingenuous way. You might have heard me talk about this uh, theory before. But when I say manufacture, what I mean is you need to give those people a reason to follow you, a reason to lead them, a reason, a reason uh, for them to want to buy from you. And that is because you have created your own credibility. So it's not all about value. In fact, I'd almost caution you to, to lean more towards building the credibility more so than the value. Sure, you need to prove that you can help people out. You Sure, you need to prove that you know what you're talking about. And that comes organically through the process of you producing content, of course. It goes without saying, of you jumping on a call and helping someone out, that, that proves your credibility and your authority. And that is the value. But don't get trapped into thinking that just because you've given value to someone that they should automatically just buy your thing. So then the question remains, okay, Jamie, I hear what you're saying, man, this is cool, but like, what do I, like, how do I solve this issue? How do I stop? How do I balance out the value? Like I say, it comes back to giving away the what and selling the how that's, that's the key essence of this whole uh, podcast. But what I would also caution you to, to consider is when you're uh, putting out this value, are you doing it because you expect the person on the other side of there? So, and I'll, I'll, I'll reframe that, sorry. But if you're on a sales call, for example, or you're in a coaching call and you're just there throwing words at people and you don't really know if everything that you're talking about, so going back to my, my guy earlier, 20 amazing bullet points that he'd, he'd you know, developed through over a year of like studying marketing for 12 hours a day or whatever it was, going back to that scenario, did in that scenario, did he project his belief about what he thought that person wanted or 
did he ask the right questions and actually deliver the value based on that? And the answer is the former, he didn't. So there's another clue for you, is you need to be asking the right questions to your audience. Because if you are just making the assumption that, hey, you know, I've got this thing and it's amazing and, you know, that I'm providing tons of value, maybe it's not valuable. Maybe they already know, already know that information. Maybe that, that information could be packaged up in a different way that does actually serve them in a better way, but you won't know that unless you ask those questions. And this comes back to sales. And so with that and going back to the, uh, the, the my own situation about uh asking, uh, I guess, controlling that situation, being frustrated at that particular person. Again, that comes back to me and how I frame the actual call, how I frame the exchange. Do I, did I ask the right questions? You know, what, what are you, what are you working on? How long have you been looking into that? What have you tried to fix that? How important is this for you to fix that and move forward? What is the cost of not doing anything? You know, these are the, the types of questions that maintain a sense of control of that dynamic, meaning, yes, I'm giving value, but I'm giving very specific value. If I solve those problems for them, guess what I'm doing? I'm, I'm asking what they need, and then I'm providing that solution on the other side. And that's, that is what sales is, right? So anyway, that's my thoughts for today. Hopefully you guys got some value out of that. Like I say, the, the overarching theme here, of course, is uh, give away the what and sell the how. And that will serve you very well if you keep that in the back of your mind. If you're ever curious about how to ensure that you're not just over-delivering value without uh, making offers on the back of it, that's that's one way. Give away the how and sell. Sorry, give away the what and sell the how. Anyway, appreciate you guys tuning in. Smash that uh, subscribe button. I'm going to be putting out a ton more of these things. And I look forward to catching up with you guys in the next one. Cheers.